Okay, we're recording now. All right, so tell me, um, tell me your story. Tell me about what you've had done. Sure. Uh, so I was diagnosed with breast cancer in June of 2018. Um, originally, it wasn't stage four. Originally, it was just stage two. Um, granted, I've probably had it since then. They just misdiagnosed me from the get-go. Um, so I was on that like normal route, I guess, of, um, them trying to figure out like what to do first, whether it was surgery, whether it was chemo and all that crazy nonsense. (laughs) Um, and so I went back and forth between doctors and the original doctors I had couldn't figure out and decide. So then I went, um, to a bigger research hospital here in Chicago, Um, and that was when they decided to do chemo first and then surgery. And I already made up my mind that I wanted a double mastectomy, like regardless of whatever, um, whatever happened. Cause I didn't want to be out, uh, you know, out of chemo, out of whatever was going on and just have like one breast. I was like, no, like no matter what happens, like this is like this is happening once. Like, I do not want to do this whole thing like twice, multiple times. Like, I'm not like, you know, it's kind of like if you were to just buy like one shoe in life, you know, it was like, <laughs> this is pointless. Like, you know, like, like double nothing for me. That was like, that was how I looked at it. Kind of it was like, I'm not going to wear mismatched shoes the rest of my life. Um, Absolutely. So, so that was kind of how I looked at it originally. Um, and then this whole, this whole another option of, plastic surgery then came into play. Um, and so, but I was told that because it was in my lymph nodes, I would no matter what need radiation, um, after uh, my double mastectomy. So I knew plastic surgery, uh, in terms of implants was tricky because, um, I would have to then go through radiation with this whole funkiness of these expanders in my body and, you know, my plastic surgeon was like, oh, yeah, I've done this lots of times and it's successful. And, you know, we just keep, you know, modifying the expanders and then when all is, you know, safe and good down the road, then we, you know, switched to implants. So don't you worry about it and whatever. So, you know, because no one was worried and it all just kind of seemed simple as pie, I was just like, okay, so this is a normal thing. Like this is going to go well. Like I'll have reconstruction boobs in the end. Like this is all great and dandy. Like I have nothing to worry about. Right. And so even though I had heard of failed stories of reconstruction, I was like, okay, so that's probably like in the lower 10% or whatever. Like my plastic surgeon was confident. He was good. Um, he, you know, he didn't really have like an ego problem. He was down to earth and he was very like what do you call it um he's like an artist right like he's just mister you know like i create art i'm like okay that's your thing dude whatever so anyway i didn't have any like worries in my head i just wanted to beat cancer i just wanted to get through it and boom okay next so fast forward finished radiation uh yuck um and then um my port exploded summer of 2019 long story short uh the whole port just um collapsed one day when i was getting it um uh, flushed the nurse pushed too hard i don't know maybe a new nurse whatever 
for people who yeah. don't know what a port is, can you just briefly explain what that is? Yes. So um, when you get chemo or when you need like um, infusions or um, I don't know, just different things potentially medically, you get this port. It kind of looks like a um, like a block. Maybe it's like yay big, and you can have it anywhere potentially in your chest. Um, mine was, in fact, here, I'll try to like zoom in on camera. I have a tattoo to cover it. Um, and mine was right here is connected uh, to a vein um, that's connected to your heart. And then it has a little like catheter. It looks like a tube. And so that's what connects into your vein. And then the um, through the port, this like block, that's where the needle goes into. And that's how they access the vein and can deliver you know, medications, they can get blood, they can um, do whatever they need to do to access it rather than just putting a needle in you every time. Because, you know, as cancer patients or as any other medical patient, you know, sometimes getting stick with a needle like five times a week, no good, right? So, um, yeah. or the chemo or whatever else you're receiving um, maybe just destroys your veins and you're like, oh, yuck. So the port can be beneficial and a lifesaver. So, there's pros and cons to anything in life, right? Um, so when my port exploded, uh, I had to get this life-saving emergency. Um, so that delayed reconstruction um, for, for my implants. Um, and then, so that was kind of like one hiccup and set up, like setback. Um, so then I finally got my implants late, late summer. It was like, I don't know, like, uh, like Labor Day or something. Um, and that went real smooth. And I was like, yes, I finally have them. Like we're, we're done. And, and then my husband was like, well, do you want like nipples? And I had not even like thought of that. Right. And I was like, oh, um, I don't know. Uh, let's table that for the moment. Cause my plastic surgeon even said like, you, you know, you can come back to that, like in a year, like, let's just have them settle. It's like, okay, that's fair. Okay, so fast forward to the fall when I had another cancer scan. Um, my cancer came back, but technically it never really came back. It just kind of went active. And because they had misdiagnosed me, that was when my stage four just kind of became all over the place, like newsflash, like, holy moly, it's here and it's live and kicking. And like, we got to focus on that. Were you, feeling, time, were you feeling symptoms from that or you just um, um found out? Uh, I, I wasn't feeling any symptoms. Um, I had just had my six month scan and that's how they found out. Um, because when, you know, you're told you're in remission and um, cancer free, they put you into the like standard of care, which is every six months then. And so, you know, I was six months of you know, your typical uh, cancer treatment meds, which mine was um, tamoxifen because I had a hormone-based cancer, or I still do. I shouldn't say had, still do. Um, and uh, um, it was just crazy because all of a sudden it was like, wait a second, like, I still have it. It's here. It's It never left. I, okay. And then um, at the same time, literally, when all of this happened, my left implant completely dropped. It just, it like, it was as if, like, someone just had pushed on it and it just fell. And, like, all of a sudden, like, where, like, my left breast is sitting, like, right here, it was, like, clunk. 
Oh, wow. And, um, were your implants under the muscle or above the muscle? They were um, technically above um, because, I mean, so like he put them above, like, I guess above. Um, yeah. Um, but like he stitched them in, you know, like, like the safe matter of whatever you're supposed to do. Um, Cause I mean, the skin was still like stretched and it's not like they were not holding in or whatever. Um, but, but I couldn't do anything. Because, you know, I had to go fight for my life. Yeah. So I had to tell my plastic surgeon, I was like, well, we can't do anything yet. Um, I got to go, like, kick this. Um, and it was really crazy. So I just had to literally sit with it for um, a year. Uh, and, and, and it was miserable because, you know, in every shirt, it was like, clunk, like this. It was just like this. And it was terrible because just I looked all like flip flopped, you know, and, and it was just nothing, nothing looked right. Um, but I, uh, I kind of dealt with that, um, you know, because I was like, well, I got to fight for my life. I guess there's worse things. Um, so then I finally like stabilized and in the words of stage four, that means your cancer is no longer growing. They found a way to stop it. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily cancer free it just means that you're um they have a way to control it basically and and monitor it now so like okay life isn't so crazy you can now kind of proceed with caution but uh you're you're sort of safe to do other things now um so then i i told my plastic surgeon um but because i had to have radiation on my um my back he was really nervous to do any surgeries for like another nine months um so we planned surgery uh to to straighten out things for the summer um but because then um one of my implant the this left implant then um actually started leaking like i kid you not one day in my bra it just i it, i just had a wet spot it was like oh it, it ruptured and i was like, or silicone um, I had, uh, what did I have? No, I had, I had silicone, but it still like was leaking somehow. Um, but I also had like fat graft, like, what do you call it? Uh, fat grafting where they injected fat in there. And then because of all my, um, lymphedema removal or sorry, lymph node removal and, um, and, and, you know, just trauma in here, I had lymphedema a little bit in my chest too. So we think that just all of the combination of that and the trauma, and because I had, um, bone mets to my spine, uh, my sternum and my spine, um, just the combination of all of this stuff led to more trauma to this implant. And so we had to do an emergency <laughs> removal of my left implant and put a new one in. And so at that point, he was just like, all right, we're just going to take the both both of them out and just put new ones in. Because at this point, like, we don't even know what's going on with the right one either. So we'll just put both new in. Um, and uh, and that was just, that was bizarre. Because um, it was like, I went into the emergency room not knowing, like, um, if, like, he was going to do it or someone else was going to do it. Um, just because, like essentially you sort of have like a foreign body 
I forget how they call it. It's like a foreign body infection or foreign body like instrument that they need to remove. But that's what he told me to do. He told me to go straight to the ER and then get admitted. And then um, at the hospital that he, you know, he, um, the hospitals that he uh, uh, performs at, and then um, he would get me admitted and then we would have surgery, but I just didn't know if it was him or not. Um, so it was just really freaky, but anyway, he eventually did uh, perform it, but it was just, it was, I don't know. It just felt like something out of a horror movie or something. Um, about 36 hours from like start to finish, even though the, the surgery itself was maybe only like a couple hours, um, just from the time of arrival at, um, and getting into the ER. And then from the time of, you know, then seeing my surgeon and him going like, okay, we're going to get an OR room prepped. <laughs> um, and then we're going to get surgery and then you're just going to stay here for a while. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Like this, this is happening. Um, and then, um, about a month after that, um, the left one dropped again. Um, and that time, um, because it had just, been replaced I had like all these stitches and it was just like a bloody terrible mess and he was so concerned he um instead of putting in um I forget exactly what he did with the grafting but he said he like he did a little extra like padding and different types of sutures and then I had extra drains that time. So instead of like one drain, I think I had four um, so that it didn't leak. And then he had to actually physically remove stitches that time. Um, so then that time, I think we left the stitches in for like three or four weeks because he was just, he was so paranoid about that side healing. Um, we didn't change out the right side. So at that point, I was on my fourth, like, surgery with him, right? If you consider the double mastectomy, um, the first one with him. Um, and then now this is, what, like, four in, you know, barely a year and a half. Um, and, then, uh, and then the right one got infected uh, later that winter. So I, I had no idea what to do because it just, it turned like this horrible red color um, and it was really painful. And so I called him and I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. This is really scary. I, I just know it's red. And you told me if anything ever turned really, really red, um, like I've never seen this before and it's not the left side, it's the right side. And he was like, I'm pretty sure you have an implant infection. And I was like, okay, now what? Um, and so he put me on a couple of um, different antibiotics like over the course of two weeks. And then when it still like wasn't getting better, he just decided to take it out and put a new one in. So this is that, your surgery, surgery. that what? That's surgery number five. Yep, that, that was surgery number wow. five. Um, and then so that brought us to December of 2020. Um, and at this point, I am like, okay, like how many more of these, like, do we, do we think, like, are these going to take? Um, and then at that point, I started asking them, I was like, okay, so do you think implants are still the way to go? Like, are we absolutely sure that, like, 
this is good. Like, you know, and he's like, well, he's like, you know, are you okay with the size? I was like, do you think the size is a problem? And he's like, you know, maybe just because of all the trauma and stuff, he's like, do you want to go a little smaller? He's like, I think honestly, a little bit smaller might be beneficial in your case. And I was like, so we're talking about another surgery. And this was like right around about this timing um, in 2021. And I said, um, I was like, okay, so we're talking about taking out these ones and putting in smaller ones. And I said, do we have to do anything else differently? Is there any other, like, I don't know, something else? And he's like, nope, nope. He's like, I would just kind of, you know, tighten up things and remove a little bit of skin. But overall, it would still look about the same. It would just feel a little lighter. And um, he's like, and I think it would probably reduce a lot of the problems that you're having. And I was like, okay, all right. If you're confident that you think that's just mostly what the problem is and that there's just too much weight and causing the trauma, then you know what? You're the professional here, clearly. Like, I don't need, I, I don't understand any of this. So clearly, okay. Yeah. So surgery number six, that was end of February. And normally I don't think he would ever do this many surgeries like back to back to back to back. But he was so concerned that um we kept like uh having so much trauma and um problems especially on the left side so because the december surgery was only the right side um he did the the left side first for a smaller implant which was really weird because then i had smaller on one side and then bigger on the other and then I think it was like three months later so that way we hit the like six month time frame or whatever the waiting period minimum it had to be I think it was six months um uh and then he did the right side uh, removal and then took out the small or took out the larger one and put in the smaller one and so then it became had both sides now smaller and I had then six and seven now and I was like okay all right we're good and then as soon as the right one had finished within a month the same thing that happened on the left the year previously where it had dropped it happened on the left again and I was like uh and I remember looking at him and I'm like I don't know what to do. Like now what? And so, cause it was the same problem all over again. And I remember looking at him and I was like, is this just like, is this like Pete and repeat on a boat? Like, am I just like repeating the same day and like groundhog day? Like, I just, I don't know what to do anymore. And he said, um, well, you know, maybe it's just because we've had so much trauma, all, all just in a year, you know, maybe if we just give it a little bit more time for this side to heal and then we take it out and then we just do a new one, you know, it might've just been bad timing, bad placement. I was like, so let me get this straight. We're going to wait another six months and then do it. And then wait, how does that make sense? It's not like going against gravity. And he's like, no, 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 trust me. Like just, we just need to let more, more skin heal and then we'll do it again. And I'm like, so I'm going to have a eighth surgery 
Like, we're going to be in double digits. You know, he's like, no, 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 no. No more surgeries after this. Just, just one more. Okay. Okay. All right. And at this point, I'm like, do I like surgeries at this point? <laughs> like, am, I, am, I, like, am I enjoying this? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Should I? Um, because then after, after, you know, every surgery, you have to get like COVID tests. You have to go off your medications. You have to um, like all this prep work for surgery. Right. So at this point, I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Okay. So by the by this time, did you have the nervous feeling before surgery or it was just so routine that you were ready for it? No, I was really nervous because at this point I'm like, okay, it's failed. Like we've had all these failures. Should I just, should I not? And it was the first time that I'd ever really questioned him because before I had just, I'd really just kind of taken everything he said with like, pure confidence in him because he's just he's so good and he's so authentic and he's so great and you know i i'd always chalked it up that you know well he always knows what he's doing and it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing it's just you know okay well it's just all these circumstances you know and so i kept kept just going with this and this is the first time i was like do I just, do I just keep rethinking this? Like, do I, am I, do I really want these boobs? I don't even know anymore. Um, but I was like, you know, I don't want to be flip-flopped. I just, I, I just, okay. Level, level is what we want. We want the levelness. And my husband kept reminding me, he'd break out his level and he'd like, this is what you want. You want the level. Like, right. Okay. Got the, got the eye on the level. <laughs> That's what we would do. And I would just start like losing my mind. Um, so anyway, I had the surgery. It worked till it didn't. Um, and then by the end of the year, I was like back to the the same thing again. And I was like, I'm so done with this. I'm just, I'm so done with these stupid things. Like this is terrible. Um, so then at that point, my husband was like, well, maybe you just find a different plastic surgeon. Maybe there's different options. But every plastic surgeon I went to told me that I had to do, um, the the surgery where you take skin from your stomach and craft new boobs um for skin because my skin of my breasts were kind of deformed on my left side and that was the reason why my implants kept failing so if i wanted any more surgeries for the future i would have to go the route of having the um I forget what it's called. It's like stomach flap or flap surgery where you basically just take the, this like, like this size from your stomach, all like stand up like this much, like a good chunk of skin. And then they make some breast out of it, breast skin. And then, um, and then that's your like new skin. And then the recovery is like, eight weeks long where it is just like because you're recovering from not only this but then your stomach because they have all these vessels and all these other things to um reattach were you working at the time what'd you say sorry were you working at the time oh yes i have been working this whole time from the time i was diagnosed to um till now and i've stayed working since too um and so when I heard that, I was that type of surgery. I was like, 
no, thank you. Just no. Um, I know people who have done it and I, I applaud them. They are brave, brave, brave badasses. Um, sorry for swearing, but really just whoever has done it. Oh my gosh. I can never do that. Um, the, just the sheer thought of, oh, I know. I, then, I mean, you're probably cringing at me going, oh yeah, I've had eight surgeries. I mean, but I don't know, like, oh, I just can't imagine. I, um, so, uh, so yeah, when people told me, when I got told by three other plastic surgeons, I went for three different opinions, um, besides my current one. And they all told me the same thing. But this is the crazy part. None of them gave me the option and said, or you could go flat. You could just take out your implants and go flat. So when I, um, when I got home from all these appointments, I was so frustrated that the only option that someone gave me was basically this horrific surgery um, and I was just like, well, what if I just don't want boobs? Like, what if I'm just, I'm just so done. And like, what if I'm just so horrified that I'm just done? Could I just go flat and be fabulous and just be done? Yeah. And so I went back to my plastic surgeon and I was like, I think I'm done. He's like, what do you mean? You don't want to be a patient of mine anymore? And I was like, oh no. No, 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 no. It's not that. This is not the breakup speech. No, no, no. I'm breaking up with my boobs or whatever these things are or whatever's left of this or I don't know. I just, these need to go. And when I say go, like, I'm, no, I'm done with foreign objects. <laughs> like, nope, I'm, I'm done. Um, I was like, please tell me about how to go flat. Um, and he was like, really? After all of this, and I was like, you never gave me the option. And I said, I'm not mad, but I am just surprised that I have now seen five plus. And because I saw one before him uh, previously. Um, and never once in all of this did they ever say, oh, you don't you don't have to have boobs. Like. And I, I was just, I was kind of stunned. And he was like, oh, well, yeah, no, that's totally an option. He's just like, we were on this path of like you getting free boobs out of this. And I was like, but that's still an option. Like, you don't, you don't have to have these things. You don't have to go through all of this stuff. I mean, I, I get it's a sensitive topic, but like eight surgeries and now it will be nine surgeries well it was technically 10 because i had to have two because of all the skin and all the stuff so technically double digits uh to to actually literally uh go flat um and it only looks like i actually have boobs because i just have like some padding in my bras um which are fantastic by the way they're called cutlets they kind of look like pieces of chicken why i don't know but they're called cutlets i think of chicken yeah i know it's crazy but um flat and fabulous uh but um yeah it took 10 surgeries to 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 get to this and um i went flat in july of 2022 and i have never looked back and it was the most freeing uh like least problematic 
anything I have ever done in my entire life. Now, granted, I, I had to have six drains and a, and a minor little extra procedure after that um, because they just had to get a little extra um, skin and uh, stuff. Uh, it was hard on all to do on the first surgery. So technically two surgeries, but um, really like <laughs> I would have just taken that route and avoided the other surgeries my goodness um because reconstruction just sucked um it was not worth all those weird things to be like flip-flopped and then flip-flopped and level not level and crisscrossed and i don't know half the time i felt like i was just like doing a dance with them wow i can't believe they didn't give you an option i know right i mean I get it. They make money off of that. But you also make money also going flat. I mean, that surgery, like I looked at the billing of that. I mean, that was close to a hundred grand billed through insurance. So I mean, come on, you still made money. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, in that industry, it shouldn't be about the money. It should be about helping people and clearly getting people's lives back together. Clearly, I, I completely agree. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about patient care. But I mean, like, still, you need a surgeon and you'll still need a surg surgery team at the end of the day to go flat. So, I mean, it, you know, it, like, you'd still be in business one way or another. Absolutely <laughs> not all the extra surgeries. But, I mean, I was just floored that no one had ever asked me. And, um, uh, and you know, granted, it does take two to tango could have asked it as well but i was just kind of like wait a second it took me thinking of that instead of someone else presenting like oh yeah or is there's this option there's this path whole lot easier and I, I don't know it's just i was just stunned um and like major cancer centers like huge like like big names, you know, like they do clinical trials too. I mean, we're not talking about like Joe Schmo here. Like this is, these are big names. So, um, I don't know, uh, reconstruction. Um, I mean, I still have friends in the cancer community that have gotten implants and they work perfectly fine. Um, and I have friends who've gotten really sick from their implants. Um, and I did get a little sick from mine um, between the infections and uh, them leaking and then just having to be on a lot of different extra medications and creams just from all the different recoveries. Um, and then when I finally went flat, this is the crazy part. Okay, so from the double mastectomy all the way through right before going to be flat. I've had lymphedema in my left arm um, from literally up here all the way through my wrist. And lymphedema is just, it means um, when your lymph nodes are taken out, the fluid anywhere in your body um, doesn't have um, a place to travel anymore. So it's kind of like one of those strainers. Um, it doesn't have one of those places to strain fluid. So it has to teach itself now to push that fluid elsewhere. Um, so like, you know how sometimes like when you get swollen fingers in the summer, um, mine occasionally swell um, in my arm, thanks to lymphedema. Um, it's under control now, but originally in the beginning, it was, it was 
not under control at all. Um, and I would, I would wear a sleeve all the time and now it's perfectly fine. But also I lost feeling in like this all up and down in here and then like in here. So like it was completely numb. Well, when I went flat and <laughs> they removed the implant, um, I remember waking up from surgery and my husband was helping me dress and he, and his, his, his arm, um, and his hands like brushed against here. And I was like, Oh, do that again. And he's like, what was it painful? And I was like, no, do it again. And you could just tell he's like, oh, oh, okay. And he's like very slowly. And I'm like, no, 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 it's, it's good. And, and he's like, what are you talking about, honey? And I'm like, I can feel it. And he's just, he is so confused. Like, why in the world would you talk about that? And I was like, I haven't felt that since 2018. Wow. And he's like, wait a second. You're telling me you can now just feel that? Like, you couldn't do that before? And I was like, no, I had no feeling up in here. Oh, wow. And I said, I'm the same in here. And I said, so it's so weird now when you like, you touch me. And I'm just like, oh my God, that's right. Like, it's, you know, or like when I put cream on like my body now, I'm like, oh my God, that's right. Like, it's, just, it's it, you know, so when you talk about like intimacy between people or just like self-love, I mean, implants can be sitting on nerves in your body. Um, they can be sitting on weird parts of tissue and just feeling uncomfortable. I mean, I granted, they didn't feel like that all the time. They only felt like that when they kind of moved around some. So, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I had no idea that going flat would just restore like all of that. Um, so it, to this day, I still tell my plastic surgeon, like, you know, I'm your biggest failure story, but in the best, like silver lining moment, like, you can use me as a teaching moment because I'm the patient that like you want to teach like how to do this better, right? Like get your residents in here and say, hey, like this is how you can do it better. Not because she's unhappy, but like this is the opportunity where you can still make someone's lives so much better and you can still have a happy patient in a way you just you just have to like kind of tailor it in different ways. Where are you at with your cancer today? Um, so that's sort of the emotional part. Um, and by no means not your fault. Um, it's if you just, don't want to talk about it. By all no, means. no, no. I am. I'm an open book. It's not you. Um, it's just it, very fresh. Um, so over Christmas I had my, I had my scans and the results came back. Um, my cancer came back and it came back strong. Um, so it's still in my bones. That's the silver lining. If you believe all in silver linings, I always try to find joy in small things. Um, so still in my bones, um, but it came back strong in many spots. And uh, so they are, oncologists are changing my treatment um, and uh, we're going back to chemo. Um, but I actually got to choose that path. They gave me two options, which was either a conservative option of a oral chemo pill, um, which was standard of care. And I had lots and lots and lots of side effects and it could have been effective, um, but there was less research that was like newer and 
like right on the cusp of um, lots of clinical trials and such. So it wasn't quite as um, proven effective like very recently. Um, so still standard of care, but could have possibly been refreshed recently, like needed to be more polished up maybe. Um, or this IV chemo called an in her two, um, which had an amazing clinical trial um, come out, a couple of them actually in the last couple of months um, with amazing results. And even one clinical trial um, had it competing against the oral pill uh, that they, given, they gave me as the other option. And the IV chemo did better against the pill. So when I gave, when I was given the choice, basically of IV chemo being slightly more hell, obviously, because it's, it's chemo and it's rough around your body, um, or the pill with still some side effects, but not quite the little bit risk that IV chemo brings. Um, I was like, hmm, more effective and a little bit more badass versus whatever. I'm I'm gonna go with research here. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick research. I'm gonna go with the medical, you know, like right on that, you know, uh, battlefront and I'm gonna go with that. And so um while it's hard, I also know that I'm choosing something that's for the future. And uh, you know, we're making medical history like as they take it. And um and my insurance approved it, which I thought was even more of a miracle. Wow. It's not standard up here. Um, so uh, that was kind of cool. Um, you know, it's a little bit of silver lining, right? Um, and uh, oncologists are all for it. Um, it'll be once every three weeks. Um, the worst side effect is nausea, but um, we'll take it. I hopefully get to keep my hair. So you get some hair loss, like like thinning, but you don't go bald. So yay for improvements um so like i said you know maybe this is the the key to the breast cancer future so i'm i'm really hopeful um so uh i don't know 2023 embracing this glorious mess i don't know but yeah you have an amazing attitude about it I appreciate you talking to me so much. I'm sure that this is going to help people who are going through the same thing. Thanks, girl. Um, you know, I've, if there's anything I have learned in the last four and a half years, it's just that, um, you know, cancer can be really horrible. It can be really messy. It can be really um, deteriorating and 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 just, like, weighing you down. But if you can focus on just some of the really little things that either bring you joy or silver linings or things that you do have, whether they're your support systems or, you know, the things that cancer hasn't taken, right? Like your hair or, um, you know, you still have your doggies or you still have your, your husband or I don't know, whatever, but just, the things that are still there and this, the, this, you know, this, your soul and your, your, your spirit and your warrior and just those amazing things that are resilient. Um, I think that's where 
that grace and that grit and that gratitude. Those are like my three favorite G's um, that I constantly talk about. Um, and I don't know. I just, that's how I, I find my baby steps every day. You know, no day is going to ever be like pure 100% rainbows and, you know, amazingness. But I kind of look at it like if you can just sort of find your your moments and then stick to them and focus on them, then usually you'll find your your path. So I don't know. But if anyone ever needs some some sunshine, um my my cheer group is called Team Sunshine and we're we are always trying to find more people to kind of help like wrap our our warmth around. So if if anyone needs some, you just you know where to find me. So that's I'm amazing. happy to, happy Thank to you so much. Awesome. I'm gonna stop the recording now.